Christian Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, I was cleaning out the boot of the car earlier on today. I've had a, I've had a crazy, crazy day uh, ahead of the show. And one thing I'd, I'd done that I'd forgotten about is that you remember me telling you that um, a very un-Andy Bush thing, I'd cut out a piece of spare carpet to, yes. to fit the bottom of the boot. Do you remember that, yeah. And, and, and as I was tying it, because I had to take it all out to get it all hoovered, uh, I'm, I'm bumped anyone off or anything. I, I was, just, I was just clean it. Just clean it. It's nothing. If you, I always find if you clean the boot out, people start to twitch the curtains on the street. <laughs> it's the same as doing uh, any form of garden digging late at night if you're, if you're other halves away. Either way, um, I, I pulled up this bit of carpet and it's perfect. I, I fitted it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I could be a carpet fitter. And I think, you know, we're always talking on this show about um, this could be up at any time. All it takes is a slip. You say the wrong thing. You get cancelled yeah. or our boss decides he doesn't want, doesn't want our patter on anymore, which is fine. That's his prerogative. But it could be over. We need a sign sideline business like yeah. Leona does decking yeah. right so what is our sideline thing I think there could be a future for me in bespoke uh, carpet fitted two people's boots to give them a, <laughs> a protective layer for stuff that's in the boot like muddy boots if you've been walking it's or something. great idea let's, let's just work this through then as if we're on uh, Dragon's Den yep. so where are you getting all the carpet to people do I come to you with my carpet yes and then you you cut it you, you've had a carpet done yeah okay and then you've got an off cut mm-hmm. and you think what am I going to put it in the bin or whatever and that looks dodgy as well yeah roll a carpet it does. putting that in the boots even yeah. worse but uh, all you do is you come to me and I will maybe in front of you Cut it to fit your boot. Okay, why should I come to you and do it rather than me take my off cut to my boot? Well, I would just show you the photos of what I did with mine. <laughs> Bush's boot, mate. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Bush's boot. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. I could do with feeling liberated because it's been a weird old 24 hours. Uh, this show finishes seven o'clock yesterday. By five past seven, I'm in a heap on the floor. You're not being down the pub again, have you? <laughs> no. Only kidding. I wish. Uh, no, I uh, I went. Uh, I took on a uh, took on a bike and lost. <laughs> oh man, I feel bad. I yeah, feel, as as, as yeah. a commuting cyclist, I yeah. feel bad about this. This doesn't need to turn into uh, a story about uh, bikes because uh, it's not bikes; it's the people who ride them. And yes. It's not. It's by no means every single person. Uh, but this person, it turns out, was going the wrong way down a one-way street without lights. But that's by the by. It's more about the aftermath. It, it's never, a, for whatever the reason, it's never a great feeling to be in a heap on the floor, is it? No. Having to suddenly pick yourself up out of a wet puddle. Having people come over to help you up. Even though that's nice. Even though it's good to see the, the human kindness of people trying to help. Still not a good feeling. To have people running over to you to mop up the blood. And with hand sanitizers going let me just clean that wound for you ow no it stinks I know you're trying to help but ow, that's really well we, we got kind of an insight you, you did a say uh, um, a very breathy voice note yeah. in, the, in the in the chat uh, last night after it happened to you it happened minutes after you left the building it didn't did it? yeah uh, but, but just kind of for people their own little can see it in their minds just very quickly what happened to you I'm crossing over the street yeah um, and uh, there's a bike that is going the wrong way down a one way street he ain't yep. got any lights on um, so it's not the way you're looking and even if you were looking the right way you wouldn't see him um and uh crash bang wallop on the deck on the deck was he on the deck as well the cyclist he was on the deck as well oh, yeah what a mess he apologized um a couple of times a bit late for that it was it? a bit late for that well we've talked about this before but uh, <laughs> since lockdown uh, you know like cyclists and pedestrians had the towns and cities yeah a little bit like the last of us the the, the vines and the last of us um the whole one-way thing just people don't care anymore do they no 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 literally literally the moment he uh, he flattened me he was going past 
a no entry sign. So it's can, it's lawless. What can, what can you do? Uh, but yes, splayed on the floor, and then <laughs> going home with wet marks all over me jeans and me hand wrapped up in a bloody tissue. It was uh, that's not language. It literally was a tissue Flipping wrapped tissue. in blood. But uh, when was the last time you ended up in a heap on the floor? Well, I mean, I got knocked off my bike on um, going around the Trafalgar Square roundabout, just to level things out a little bit, one all yeah. for the you know cyclists and pedestrians. But um, I was really really affected me. I, like it wasn't a massive accident or anything. I just kind of um, slow TJ. Hooker rolled over his bonnet. Uh, I mean, it was his fault and everything. He kind of pulled out. He was getting fed up of being st- stuck in traffic. But it, for like at least two or three weeks after that, I cycled a different route because I was really scared of going around that roundabout. Yeah. Um, so it can, it definitely can affect you. Yeah, and you get to your, you get to your mid to late forties, you find you don't bounce like you once did. That's the <laughs> other. Side. Even though I walk around with a lot of natural lagging and padding, shall we say? Yeah. Still today, it's, it's, it's not quite the quick healing process that it once was. You, you spill loot as if you've been killed in a video game, like <laughs> keys and change. <laughs> yeah, and you, you find bits that are still aching that you thought, oh no, I didn't realise that bit hurt as well. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Uh, tweet here. I had a bad tooth, uh, says Steve. Dentist gave me antibiotics, which, upon receipt of said pills, I was warned no drinking whilst taking them. I ignored the advice. Had two pints after work, uh, resulting in me collapsing on the bathroom floor. I've forgotten the warnings. That's outrageous. Yeah, isn't it? They're powerful things. Uh, Bobby says I put grit on my path the night before due to freezing weather uh, last December. But the key thing was not my doorstep took one step out the door the next Man. morning and bang. That's horrible. Ice scares the life out of me. Yeah, Those things, like first guys. thing, you're not really don't awake like as well. Uh, another outdoor accident here. John says, hanging up the external Christmas lights. Too lazy to get the big ladders. Got a stepladder out. Had to position them at an acute angle to reach. Ended up tipping backwards and landing on the car bonnet. Straight out of, uh, I don't know, one foot in the grave. <laughs> uh, Twig's hanging on with a story for us. So, uh, Twig, was this a full heap on the floor or not quite? Well, not quite. No, yeah, this uh, automatic door, faulty automatic door, co-op. Okay. Anyway, painted the pub on the Sunday. Walked ah. out over the road, you know, in a haste to maybe get more cans or uh, <laughs> a few essentials. But in a haste to maybe, get more cans, I love that. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I can't really remember. But anyway, straight into the door. So anyway, I, I hurt myself one week. The following week, Sorry, Twig, can I just interrupt there? Did you you went into the, the glass like someone out of Hitchcock's The Birds type thing? You you hit the the glass. Is that what happened? Yeah, well, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but yeah. All right. I can sort of uh, paint a picture there. So when you say that the door was faulty, uh, but you were running from the pub? Yeah, well, yeah, well, walking pretty quick, yeah. Right. Very patchy detail in this particular <laughs> yeah. incident yeah, with Twig. Anyway, anyway. As, it, as, it, as, as it was, you know, it was going really slow, I was too quick for the door, so boom, straight into it. <laughs> too quick. <laughs> too quick for the door. Not really faulty, is it? Well, no, I thought I was too quick for it. You know, <laughs> it was definitely faulty. Twig. I think you need to stuff, sit down and maybe just take it easy and, and not rush around too much, OK, Sunshine? Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah, but, you know, for it to happen the second week, you know, it was um, it was quite painful the second time. So it's happened twice in one week, so that's either they've not fixed no, the twice, door or you haven't learned. Twice in two weeks, yeah, I've maybe had a couple too many the, the week after. <laughs> Right, would you stay out of trouble, change supermarkets, <laughs> and we'll speak to you in the new year, right, Twig? 
Yeah, you take care. Bye. God bless. Bye. This is the Daily Takeaway. And you might have an advent calendar to count down Christmas uh, on in your house, not on this show. We don't count down in days, we count down in Dave's. And every day we get to meet a different home-time listener, Dave, up and down the country. It's such a, a lovely thing to do each year and check in with Dave's and see how they're doing. Uh, we're about to meet our ninth Dave of Christmas, as we say. Who's this on the line? It's Dave from Stratford-upon-Avon. Yeah! Yes! Shakespeare Dave, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Boys. That's good. Oh, well, good. We're glad you're all right. I, I tell you the thing that uh, always makes me smile about Stratford and Avon. We used to go to school trips there all the time to watch uh, stuff at, um, what's it called? Uh, Shakespeare's Theatre. Shakespeare's Place. RSC. That's, That's the it. one. That sounds like an injury. <laughs> but uh, we, I used to fall asleep without fail. I've fallen asleep through five or six of Shakespeare's plays. So I just feel, I want to I apologise to the people of Stratford and Avon uh, about that. It's fully understandable. I, I can get where you're going from on that one. Did, uh, did Shakespeare do anything festive? Or did Christmas not exist before Shakespeare? I don't know. Uh, not that I can recall. He never did a Christmas it's special, did funny. he? He did a thing called uh, National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation, didn't he? <laughs> National Lampoon's Tudor Vacation, that's what it was. <laughs> back, in, back in the rough. Uh, codpiece. That's what it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, Stratford-on-Avon, people obsess about Shakespeare. What else is in Stratford-on-Avon that Richie and I could go and do if we came for the day? You've got the Mad Museum, you've got the Butterfly Farm, you've got boating on the River Avon, which is very nice, although the river's a bit high at the moment. Wow. Uh, any number of things. Number of Shakespeare properties, where he was born, where he went to school. OK, um, the Mad Museum, just clarify yeah. that. Uh, it's got all sorts of weird and wonderful little uh, experiments, toys, games and facts about various things. I reckon that could be the one for us. I think that's our, it's right in our wheelhouse, that, Dave. I think it is. Dave, let's have a sing with you. Uh, are you um, are you musical, Dave? We're about to find out, but tell us anyway. Not according to my daughter and my son, I'm not, no. Well, well, this is your big moment to record, to be a recording artist here on Home Time. Are you ready, Dave? I am indeed. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me... Dave from Shuffle upon Avon. Dave from Worcester. Dave from Gundog. Dave from Clapham. Dave from Sheffield. Dave from Liverpool. Dave from Wigan. Dave from Bolton. And uh, Dave from Harvard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still love the end. It's building and building. Uh, limited opportunities to be one of our Daves of Christmas, uh, as there's only three days left. 8, 12, 15. Text us if you're one. <laughs> Richie's Daily Takeaway. <laughs> uh, so we're after the stories of uh, the last time you ended up in a bit of a heap on the floor. Uh, Dave, hanging on, what happened? Yeah, well, what it was, one of my children were downstairs until the two were, like, I don't want to say it, but they were messing about upstairs. So I went up, said, listen, you know, get me down, get downstairs where I can keep an eye on you. So my first one went down before me. I went down in the middle, and the eldest was behind me. I didn't miss the step as such. My foot slipped because I had socks on. My foot slipped on one of the steps and I went down in a heap and I thought my backbone had gone through my mouth. You thought your backbone had gone through your mouth? Yeah, I thought it had. It was that painful. Lickland came over, my youngest, said, Daddy, are you all right? I couldn't walk. I look like like something out of step tone, son. I was just there. No, I I just couldn't walk. I had to sit down for about an hour and then I woke up in the morning. And seriously, the pain, and I suffer from a bit of lower back pain, 
oh, and he just creased it. I couldn't do nothing at all. It was like, I felt like he'd be 90 year old. Well, do you know what? The, the, I remember, like it was yesterday, when my dad's coming in to tell me and my brother off. You know when parents come in, all guns blazing, and he stood on a basketball that we had in our bedroom and went over. And we laughed in his face and he went absolutely crazy about it, like grounded. But so did he, did he ruin a bit of your kind of like uh, gravitas or, or, or rank by, by stacking it down the stairs a little bit there, Dave, in front of the kids? Yeah, to be perfectly honest with you there, Bosch, I mean, if it had happened to somebody else, I would have pointed and laughed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, but yeah, I mean, the, my kids, they're, they're very kind, like they said, oh, you're all right, Daddy, OK. Went the gun, came over and said, oh, Daddy, oh. but they were helping me up. They were helping me up like I was 90-year-old. So I couldn't move all of them up. And I was sat there, and they just kept coming round to me. It was like I was in an invalid or something like that. I just couldn't move at all, and my back was killing me. Well, any further stories of um, winding up in a heap on the floor, we'd love to hear them, 8, 12, 15. And if there's any doctors uh, or surgeons who can let us know whether it's medically possible for a backbone to go through your mouth, <laughs> do let us know. I'll tell you what, guys, brilliant show. You two have a great Christmas. Oh, God bless you, Dave. And stay out of trouble and no falling down the stairs, all right? I'll try my best, boss. Cheers, Dave. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Jill says, walking into the cinema with my husband, uh, automatic doors open, carried on chatting as we entered. Actually, that was my husband, because I found out the doors were manual on my side, and I hit them and did a cartoon-type slide down the glass oh, to the floor to the amusement of everyone queuing inside. There's a lot of problem with doors for people tonight. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Maggie says, ice skating with my boys. I was tripped up, did a full Superman flying through the air while screaming. I hit my knee really hard. Everyone came to help, see if my knee was OK. I was sitting on the ice, hanging onto my trouser leg as I hadn't shaved my legs and I didn't want to inflict that on anyone. My boys were mortified. It is, honestly, I think, I think ice skating is absolutely traumatic. <laughs> uh, uh, holding on to uh, Penguin for dear life. Uh, Sarah in Plymouth says, my dad had a turf war with the local ginger tomcat, spotted him in the garden, jumped up to chase him off, tried to run through the patio door, but knocked himself out and took out the Christmas tree. Uh, Simon, what's your tale, please? Well, I got out of bed at half six on Saturday morning. I didn't turn the light on. I just wanted to go for a quick wee. And um, on the way back, I tripped up. I came round. There was a massive bang. I came round with my, my um, blood pouring out of my head. Mm. My wife was like, what are you doing, you idiot? I want to lie in. And I said, I think you better turn the light on. And she turned the light on. She's like, oh, my God, right, we're going to hospital now. I said, it can't be that bad. Just just put some stereo strips on it. And uh, she said, no, look in the mirror. And there was a gaping cut in my head where I'd hit the bedside table. Oh, my word. So off to hospital. Um, and they said, well, it's really deep. We don't know if we can stitch it up in this hospital. Anyway, they did. Um, I went to work on the Monday, bad headaches, feeling sick, and I was off for the rest of last week. Oh, my uh, word. And, and this uh, happened because you were, you were kind of creeping around in your pants in the dark. Why didn't you just put the light on, Simon? I was being con a considerate husband, very considerate, not turning the light on and waking my wife up, and that's what you get for being considerate. <laughs> There's a lovely Christmas message. <laughs> it's, yeah, so uh, I, I think the, the message is don't be considerate. If you're, if you're wanting to go to the toilet, just turn the light on, because otherwise you're going to end up in hospital, and... Um, 
just deal with the consequences of the rollicking you're going to get from your wife anyway. Well, we'll see how that goes when, uh, when all of us try that out at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it, Howard. If you've got a phone, turn the torch on and see where you're going. But, yeah, I was absolutely out cold for I don't know how long, but well, it was a long time. I don't, know, I don't know if people have, have, have got your presents this year that you, you wanted or whatever, Simon, but I wonder whether you might want to put in for one of them uh, those necklaces with a, a button on it that you can get at the end of uh, the Sunday Telegraph supplement magazine. So at least you know help is at hand. That nurse yeah, the call emergency, thing. the emergency call. I, I think I need one of those, yeah. He's yeah. fallen again, but at least he's pressed the button. <laughs> yeah, he's pressed the button, yeah, and there's blood everywhere, yeah. This is The Daily Takeaway. Sound of the season. Sound of the season. Can you guess this incredibly specific to the festive period sound effect that we've isolated? What is that? Uh, it's brand new. Uh, it's the first time we've heard it, uh, but it will earn you uh, an Absolute Radio signed mug, uh, should you be able to guess it correctly on day one. Can I ask where it goes from here? So, say if this isn't guessed tonight, um, you get two. Is it to the, we sign in each and every mug? What, or? what I haven't heard from management is whether every mug is going to be signed or whether it's one mug that gets signed two or three or four times. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, let's meet our contestant and we'll, and we'll make it up as we go along. <laughs> On the line, no, ready to play. that's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> this show, make it up as you go along. Uh, it's Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm calling from Livingston. Livingston. Right. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. Halfway between Glasgow and Edinburgh, I believe. Yes, it is. And are you a festive person, Olivia? You got your Christmas shopping done? Yes, all done and wrapped, actually. Oh, wow. Well, that's, uh, that's a bit smug. Yeah, have you finished work now? Are you, are you done now for Christmas? No, no, working for the rest of the week. Okay. What does Olivia do, Richie? What does she do? Um, Olivia uh, is obviously a very, very organised person. I think Olivia is a manager of something. Olivia, do you manage something? I don't know. I'm a clerical assistant. Oh, oh organised, I had that bit. And neither of us really know what that is, which is fine. <laughs> but hey, welcome to the show. Uh, right, Olivia, uh, we've got a sound of the season. It's worth an Absolute Radio mug that's signed <laughs> as well. Uh, tell us, what is this sound of the season? It's someone opening an advent calendar, I think. Let's have a listen one more time. How big's the doors on your advent calendar, <laughs> Olivia? Oh, quite small. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, without any further ado, find out if it is a giant's advent calendar. You're a loser and you have lost. Oh. I could hear the ripping in there. I could Bang. hear it sort of like a ripping. So I see where you're coming from, Olivia, but it's but imagine not a Please, let's just listen to how big the door would have to be for it to make this sound. Yeah, it's like an industrial size thing. You live and you learn, Olivia. <laughs> two mugs tomorrow, or one okay. mug and two autographs on it. Uh, we'll, we'll see work what it happens. Out. <laughs> but sound of the season will return. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Six days to go. This time next week it'll be Boxing Day and we'll be going through all the leftovers from the Christmas meal. But what do you do for your Christmas meal that will blow our minds in a very festive edition of Mind Blown? Something that you do differently that's going to make us go wow. Something that takes your Christmas dinner to the next level. It might just be a little thing you've got from someone else or something you've invented. Uh, get in touch with us right now. We have Melissa on the line who's going to share an, an amazing thing that she does with you guys. Something kind of Christmassy. Is that right, Melissa? Well, it's, it's 
sorts of not quite a Christmas meal, but you know, later on in the day where you have your sandwiches and you have your bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I like to, in, in, when I make coleslaw. I like to add sprouts to it instead of um, cabbage, and it's really tasty. Or oh, uh, Melissa, I don't know if uh, whether that's something to be celebrated, or you might need locking up. <laughs> I wonder myself, but my husband really likes it, and we we, we actually don't do anything else now. It's always sprouts and not cabbage. Mm. Now, are you one of these people that wrap your sprouts in bacon? That's a personal question. <laughs> well, no. When I well, obviously when I cook them, it's different. You don't put cooked sprouts in coleslaw, but I, I just I just like them standard boiled when when I have them for Christmas. Wow. Do you, do you have a name for this thing that you've invented and how did you come across it? I actually cheated and saw it somewhere and thought I'd give it a try because I, 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 it was something to make and, it was, and it's really delicious. She called it Sprout Slaw. Oh, what a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's not too bad. Well, Melissa, we may give it a go. We may give it a go. It's, <laughs> it's worth, if you're listening to this and you're a Sprout fan, give it a try. Well, it's better than the other thing I used to eat when I was a child at Christmas, which was trifle sandwiches. All right, I, I think we've got form. <laughs> yeah. There's form. <laughs> we've got your card marked now, Melissa. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you and have a brilliant Christmas. And you, Merry Christmas. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie here with your Tuesday night hometime show. Right, time to blow our minds. Mind blown. A festive edition for Christmas Day, for the Christmas meal, for the Christmas roast. What do you do differently? Sarah is on the line with something to share. Sarah, what do you do different at Christmas? We're having a barbecue this year, an outdoor one. Wow. So you, what are you actually going to barbecue outdoors? Uh, burgers, hot dogs, steak. Maybe a bit of chicken. <laughs> wow. Well, how did this come about? Because this is obviously the direct opposite of what you would normally expect on for Christmas lunch. Yeah, no, we were we were just chatting about it in the summer with friends and we just really fancied stuck doing something a bit different for a change rather than going down the roast dinner route. And so, this is the maddest thing we could think of. So have you confirmed this idea within the last few days when you've kind of got visibility that Christmas Day is going to be mild and, and not that cold? Because that could be a really cold barbecue. No, the husband will be outside cooking, we'll wait inside. Oh. <laughs> God bless him. What's, what's your husband's name so we can all think of him on Christmas Day? It's Pete. Pete will, Pete will be like one of them, uh, you know they always have like donkeys and that that couldn't get into the inn in the nativity. <laughs> yeah. Staring in sad face through the window. To give him his full name, Long Suffering Pete. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a nice drink in his hand while he's doing it. Of course. Well, listen, do get in touch in the new year and let us know how it was because it's inspiring. Yeah, will do. <laughs> this is The Daily Takeaway. Uh, I don't want to be nosy because uh, we've reached the end of the podcast, um, but um, why were you cleaning out your car boot? Because, um, I mean, you said that you weren't, like, disposing of anything and all that kind of stuff, but why cleaning out your car boot? Right, I'll, I'll be going to be completely honest with you here. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, like, come showing off or anything, because all it, all it means is the, the car that we... We don't own the car. I don't really know how it works, but, like, you just hand over a load of money each month and then you've got to either spend loads of money to buy uh, it or you hand it back. What's yes. it? A lease? No, the, I, I do the same thing. I, I, I leak money to uh, some company and then this it's is a it. balloon payment at the end of it and all that kind of thing, and they tell you you're having a good deal, but all that. Yeah, yeah exactly, it's exactly what they right, said to yeah. me so I've got to give our car back yeah. uh, and then get a different one yeah. uh, but I thought it was today yeah. so I've driven up there mm-hmm. cleaned the car out emptied the boot and all of that, I was actually signing some paperwork and I've got to come oh. back on Friday so I've got to do it all again <laughs> but I tell you what you will have to do again then what's that you have to find a new, uh, a new carpet off cut well this is it I, I, I'm currently bootless carpet <laughs> bootless so if you've got an off cut because <laughs> 
<laughs> Bring it to it. I'll have it. Because the trade... I mean, here's the weird thing, right? You would hope that you're going to get a car with a bigger boot. But the trade-off of that is, is that it would mean that your current thing is then too small. Yeah. Because if you'd gone for a smaller boot, you'd be able to trim your current offcut. That's it. Well, I've not really, I've not really gone into it carpet led. No. I've gone into it kind of space led. So, <laughs> who knows? We'll, we'll see on Friday whether me, uh, me carpet square fits. If not, I'm back to back to the drawing board. I can't believe. I mean, we we do talk about we talk about our daily takeaway and how how we give people bespoke <laughs> content that doesn't make it to air. But we've given a lot of bespoke carpet off cut material today. BBM, audio Bush's boot mate. Now. <laughs> <laughs>